I remember one of the cool moments, these two girls gave me a bracelet last year on one of the par fives and I, I put it on and I ended up chipping in on the next one and turning around to them and seeing how happy they were. I, I still have the bracelets in my bag. You know, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably, they're going to be out there, I assume. So I'll, I'll throw it on for the event tomorrow. So it's like, it's just small, small things like that. And it, it just, it does, it does make you feel really small. I'd say uh, in the whole scheme of things and just to be able to make a few extra kids smile along the way is, is really meaningful to me. Put another log on the fire Nobody here is getting tired Welcome to the Fire Pit with Matt Janella. As Goat Hill Park lights the kindling in their new fire pit to the left of the first tee, we're sharing part two of our Wishbone Brawl preview featuring... Xander Shoffley, currently number six in the world, winner of seven PGA Tour events, one Olympic gold medal, and three wishbone brawls. But before we get to our conversation on the magic of Goat Hill Park, this year's brawl field, the Leavau twins, and why this community and event means so much to him, I want to do two things. First, some specifics. The sixth annual wishbone brawl is at Goat Hill Park in Oceanside, California, Saturday, November 11th. Gates open at 9.30, Range Clinic kicks at 11 a.m., and the tournament tips at noon. Tickets are still available, parking is limited, kids are free, and dogs are welcome. For much more on the brawl, go to firepitcollective.com and or listen to part one of this podcast series in which we hear from John Ashworth, Dave Emmerich, Colin Featherstone, the Leavau Twins, and more. I'd also like to thank our sponsors. I'm lucky to call John Ashworth a dear friend, big brother, and life coach. He co-founded Link Soul, the lifestyle brand that I've worn on and off the course for a better part of a decade. Go to linksoul.com and use promo code FIREPIT25 for 25% off your next purchase. We just put our FIREPIT logo on some new Link Soul gear, which can be found in the pit shop at firepitcollective.com. Dormy Workshop is a brand based in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and we partner with them for any and all fine leather goods, such as head covers, stash pouches and more go to dormyworkshop.com and use promo code firepit15 for 15 percent off your next purchase or go to the pit shop and order some of our dormy gift boxes truly hard seltzer is a big sponsor of the wishbone brawl which everyone appreciates it'll be flowing yet again this saturday in oceanside where it'll be clear skies and temperatures in the 70s and then there's Olakai, which makes durable, handmade, premium footwear. Not only are they an official sponsor of my journeys and travel content, but they're also sponsoring this year's Wishbone Brawl. And now, part two of our preview of Wishbone Brawl 6. Xander Shoffley. Yo. <laughs> What's up, buddy? What's going on? Just another brawl. We're on the eve of the brawl. How are you feeling? I feel great because I don't have to hit any shots. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I, I'm headed up there this after, this morning. I'm bringing my little guy, and we're gonna we're gonna play with Colin. And Ogilvy's running a little late. He's flying in from Melbourne today. His flight is delayed, so he's <laughs> he's gonna come come in hot to try to make a twelve ten tea time. <laughs> <laughs> he's incredible. He's incredible. Doesn't he go back after the event too? Yeah, I think he's literally coming for like two days from Australia to play the Wishbone Brawl. Yeah, because I know they have 
he has all of his uh, like national opens, right? Like shortly after, I think. Yeah, and then and then his Sandbelt Invitational in in like three weeks. In, in uh, you know, so he's got a lot going. I mean, but I, I, you know, if you talk to him, he's like, I would never miss this. Like, I think he's, <laughs> he's and and I think Fred is bummed. Fred tried to move things around because he hated the the idea that he was going to miss it. Um, I, I I think it's it's just something that you know, as we've discussed before, I I just think it's one of the you know, as you know full well, all that's happening at the top level of professional golf can be just so overwhelming and just, uh, it, you know, hard to navigate as probably a player, but also as a consumer, as a as a viewer, you know, just sort of watching all of this unfold. And hopefully it comes to some sort of resolution. But in the meantime, it's things like this that I just find to be just so clean and simple and special and uh, and impactful. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. That's uh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff and a lot of noise uh, that that seems to be going on during, whether it's our Ryder Cups or like normal events. And this is a, uh, yeah. I mean, for me, this is kind of where it all where it all started. So, or at least it makes me feel like it connects me back to where it all started, which is what I love about it. So, it's it's a uh, it's kind of a breath of fresh air and a nice uh, origin for the roots. Yeah, I would imagine, and again, it 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 does that for me. Obviously, Goat Hill Park has done that for John, right? He this was a place that he grew up playing, and that's why he decided to fight so hard to save it. You know, I remember 10, 11 years ago, he's like, I grew up, we can't let this die. You know what I mean? We can't let this die. And wait, I don't know. You were there last Saturday. I saw you. I, I didn't say hi because you had already started your thing on the range. I was just coming yeah. off the golf course, but um I uh but like, did you get a a look around as to what's going on there in terms? Yeah, of- look, I mean, it is. I mean, you can't even really call it. It's nice. <laughs> they have those, they have those, uh, uh, those pop bunkers on eighteen. I got a little glimpse. I, I wanted to really walk over, but I was like, you know, I'm, I'll save, I'll save my excitement for for next Saturday because I wasn't really golfing. So, um, but they're telling me to look around and tell me all the uh, adjustments or upgrades, I should say, to the property. But yeah, the place is. I mean. The foresight range. I mean, the place is legit. You know, it's not like it's it's far far beyond you know what it was and what it was going to be. So I mean, yeah, John's done an incredible job, and the places. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking around like these kids are lucky. You know, they really are lucky. Like they have this amazing facility and such a cool playground there, and it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I I think I say this all the time. Now we're doing this Wednesday sunrise, like dawn patrol, like underground. Like if if people show up at six a.m., they just show up, and we're gonna we're off, right? So I've always loved sunsets at Goat, but now sunrises it just puts in a whole different whole different light. And I just think to myself, and I'm raising my son there. You know, we we you know we have family time there. My little guy is now six, but like he's like the little mayor of the place, right? I can let him go, and everybody's <laughs> looking out for him, and he knows yeah. everybody. And he, and I think to myself, like, what would we, what would we do without Goat Hill Park? What would we do without this sort of the glue to the community that John has? You know, he's resuscitated. It's like finding a it's like finding a a, a puppy on the side of the road or something. You know, and then. You know, you see all these stories and and you think to yourself, like, this has happened one little piece at a time. And then, you know, obviously the wishbone brawl, your involvement, people like 
Dean and and people like Jeff making the effort and and you know you got Freddie and and you know Mike Weir has come and Charlie Hoffman and and now Chris Riley who's a, who's a local. I just find this to be, it's just all that you know the game has and gives so much and the potential uh, of the game. You know we we all have felt it in many different ways, but here it is like just simplified and brought down to the very essence of community you know, connective tissue, a place to call home and to feel safe and welcome and warm without having to pay a hundred thousand dollar membership. You know what I mean? Like it just comes down to that. Yeah. It's, you know, this is our sixth, fifth, sixth event, I think. Right. And, um, you've always, you've always emceed and you've always talked to me and it's, it's kind of funny. Um, when I look, when I reflect, at least it's, you don't really like it was hard for me to put a finger on what was so like I knew it was really special. I knew it was really cool. And I knew it felt different when I was on property there. Um, but the more you do it, the more you kind of see the outcome and how the kids are on property and how the parents are, and like you said, how the family show families show up and how community shows up, and you do get that big presence of community and you know, the longer you kind of do this, you do, you summed it up very nicely. Like I, I wouldn't have been able to sort of after two or three years at, at Goat Hill, I had that feeling, but it was hard for me to describe and pinpoint what made me feel so like warm on property. Um, and then everything you just said that, that really hits home, you know, even when I'm doing, I did the clinic last week and it, it was, it was, it was awesome. And it's, I was telling, I was telling my wife, I was like, what a, what a cool place to sort of start because the, the people there and you know the people showing up and the way the kids are and the way the kids are you know during that clinic i was sort of nervous um i've never really done anything like that where i had no, nothing to really go off of i was kind of just winging it almost and i was worried these kids weren't really gonna ask any questions and man these kids were just firing questions like they were going they were teeing off like the adults were quiet you know because they already kind of listened to my spiel and the kids were going they're coming after me so it was it was it was really cool and then i heard you know a couple of people traveled from from different parts just to kind of because they've heard about the goat and they've heard about sort of that area um and what that what the goat hill brings uh to the community so it, it really is uh you summed it up really well um and the more i you know the more time i spend on property the more brawls we do it, it really it kind of cements that sort of feeling and it does feel like a it's sort of, I don't know, like that old school sort of cul-de-sac neighborhood vibe where everyone's house is, you know, everyone's front door is open and you can just walk in their house and grab anything out of the fridge and kind of go back out and play. And then, you know, even go take a shower at a different person's house because it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? And, you know, you know, I know you're close with the Emmerichs and, and, and I say to, I said to Dave, he, we just dropped a podcast yesterday on this. And I, I said, Dave, I mean, this is literally your front porch. I mean, you know, if this golf course gets churned up or if it goes away or if it stays sort of like, you know, underappreciated or, or, or poorly funded, what's the difference between your, you know, your, you know, property value, just, just baseline <laughs> property value of what, you're looking out in your front yard, you know, now he drives his cart into, and he goes, he goes, it's like I open the gates of heaven every day. Like this is like, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and so the Emmerichs and the locals, I know some people probably don't feel the same because their house might get hit occasionally with golf balls, but John's tending to that. And that's part of the reason why they <laughs> did the 18, but you know, this is, it, it's, uh, 
it's it's so much deeper and that park mentality i think john says it all the time i look at this as a park where you happen to play golf and if you if you take that mentality and perspective and vision because then it becomes a place where you can go and hang and not have to feel intimidated by the game or by certain sort of expectations of what you need to do as a golfer you're just there as a local that is the that that is why I think the clientele is so diverse and why you have men, women, boys, girls, young, old, all different shapes, sizes, colors, and skill levels like that. And you got affordability, right? $30, the $35 green fee. That right. is just the sum total of what John and Dave and, you know, the, the whole team has, has cultivated here. And, you know, yeah. In the last 10 years, gone from zero to 60, slow lane to fast lane. You cannot get a tee time today, Xander. You will not be able <laughs> to rock up and just like get a tee time at Goat Hill Park. There, I mean, there's just there's nowhere else like it. And like you said, there's nowhere else that is uh, where you can kind of show up and, you know, with the shirt off if you wanted, you know what I mean? Because you are in a park. Anyone can show up to a park. You can have a picnic in the park. You can play golf in the park. You can throw a football. You can throw a Frisbee. You can bring your dogs. You can bring a stroller. It doesn't really matter. So um, I, I get it. I, I'm not surprised it's it's completely booked out. Um, all right. So Wishbone Brawl, you and Chris Riley, let's start there. Do you, what do you have a history with Chris or what's your what's your relationship? How are you feeling about this part? I, you know, I don't think we've ever had the same field in all six. Bro, there's never been a repeat, you know, uh, competition. There's been. You know, you and Dean have won a couple, and uh, Dean, I think, won with Mike Weir one year, and you're like, that's it, I'm going back to Dean. But here you got you got Chris Riley this year. How are you feeling? Yeah, it was uh, – um, yeah, Fred, super bummed. Obviously, Fred couldn't make it. Um, and then Dean's got a family matter. And then I think Ash saw Riley at the grocery store. I no, mean, I like saw him. I saw him at the DMV. This is crazy. You, you you saw him. You saw him at the DMV. That's right. And you kind of like mentioned it to him. I'm like, you don't want to talk about community here. So I shot him a text. I think Ash told me that you saw him at the DMV, and he te he texted me. He's like, you need a partner. And I was like, I was like, Chuck is in Bermuda. I was like, I'll just text Riles. And I text because Riles is always like, dude, invite me to play. <laughs> So I hit him up and I mean, he literally gave me a thumbs up, didn't even ask her about when or, or, you know, the time or anything. He just was like, I'm in. And I was like, perfect. We're partners. <laughs> so he's, he's awesome. He's really good with kids. Uh, he is, you know, a, a sneaky legend here in San Diego. Uh, he's currently coaching at, at USD doing a great job and um, he still plays. I think he plays quite a bit with his, with his kids. So uh, he's, he's going to be an awesome partner. His daughter's legit, and he's he's going to make a run. He's going to turn 50 next year, and he's going to make a run on the Champions Tour. I think he's going to leave USD. And so, yeah, the, the, the idea, there was talk about like, oh, is Dean going to be able to make it, and what's going to happen, and who's the four? At that time, it was still four. And, and I'm texting with John that morning, and I'm trying to get a new driver's license. I'm going through the whole DMV <laughs> hell, like, you know, the whole DMV yeah. thing that you God forbid. Yes. And, and I'm in the middle of somewhere, San Diego. I don't even know where I could not tell you where I was to this day. And I'm going through and I'm doing the lines and I'm hitting all my marks and I get called to my window of like a 28. Right. And I'm up at a 28 and, uh, and someone goes Janella. And I was like, who could I possibly know in this? In this? <laughs> and I look to my left, 
and it's Chris Riley at A27. I mean, he's, and I was like, Riles? And I go, yeah. it's so crazy because we're talking about the wishbone brawl. And I don't know how this is going to shake out, but like they're look, you know, they might be looking for a guy. He goes, Well, I'm always in. I might go just to watch, even if I don't play, which he's done in yeah. the past. You know what I mean? And that's how serendipitous that whole situation was. I mean, can't make it can't up. Can't make it up. You can't make it up. <laughs> you know, um, and then now we've got. Colin Featherstone, San Diego State grad, by the way, 2012, who, you know, had a, a really solid year on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, pairing up with, you know, the legend himself and Jeff Ogilvie and Link Soldier and Goat Lover and proponent of an event like Wishbone Brawl to the point where he started the Sandbelt Invitational, where men and women compete on, you know, elite venues in the same kind of format. So um, got to be a little concerned about that squad. <laughs> yeah of course uh yeah they're they're both staples featherstone probably out of i mean I actually know for a fact out of anyone um the twins may have logged more rounds growing up but i'd, I'd say now that they're in college they're out of town feather fe, uh, featherstone for sure has logged the most reps and rounds at at goat so it's gonna yeah it's gonna be uh i mean we got persimmon woods you know as always so that'll that'll hopefully level the playing ground a little bit um and make it a little bit weirder for them in terms of like what yardages they have but yeah we're i'd say we we might be slight dogs here i mean feather is gonna be a handful i can promise you i played with him last saturday and it was like this the the amount of yards he hit away from the hole you know, like in a combined was not much. It was not a big number. You know what I mean? Like right, it, right. Yeah. It just kept going very close to the hole. I was like, Jesus feather. This is not, he's no, he's not messing around. I think he's been, no. he's been itching to try to be a part of this event for a while now. And I think he has three nine unders at Goat Hill Park uh, with Persimmon Woods and Will, Will Crop has oh, 10 boy. under. Bra Bra yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I saw, I saw feather out, uh, at the at the goat when i did that event he shot there's like a club championship or something he shot like uh or scramble he shot like 15 under with his partner i'm like you know i was with him that day it was uh, it was a two-man yeah. scramble they had you know it was a he was feather in a and a, and a he's the guy his partner was a two handicap we played with him we were six under felt like we played good and we lost to him by six i mean they were like rototilled yeah. and rototilled us um <laughs> so i was like oh shit and now, yeah, you got Jasmine and Jay Leo, Jasmine and Janae Leoval, who the the beautiful you know part of this going back to Goat Hill Park and this 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 beautiful story that's developing as this as this hub of community, they are the, they're like the poster childs of this 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 you know this story that John has has cultivated because they go from North County Junior Golf with Dave. They go uh, to scoring and standard bearing and caddying at the Wishbone Brawl. Last year, Xander, they couldn't watch because they were helping their brother at the hot dog stand. And this year, after coming off, they just won back-to-back -back tournaments at Long Beach State. Uh, one of them is, is the Big West Player of the Year uh, of the Month because she has a scoring average below 70. And they are they are like at home at Goat Hill Park, and they're going to have like a ton of home energy. Plus, they get Ada and Annabelle Lee, who are currently in the Junior Caddy and Leadership Academy. And Fred <laughs> said the two best caddies in San Diego. So you're going to have to compete not with just those two; you got to compete with those four. 
And that, when I said I was, we were slight dogs. I was talking to the field. Yes, <laughs> I'm aware. Ash gave me was giving me updates on on the twins. I saw I grabbed a hot dog. I saw I, I don't know the brother's name, um, but I knew I, I knew he was a brother. Um, I yeah. saw him. We, I talked to him a little bit uh, at the event. He was he was grilling up some dogs, and he was we were, we were talking about it. So yeah, I mean they they are they are the poster family uh, for the event. To be completely honest, I mean I had. I, I can't differentiate the twins always when I see them. I sometimes can, but I can't remember uh, which one caddied for me, but I've had, I think both maybe have caddied for me in this event. And now they're shooting 64s in college. So um, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> I might have to go, do- <laughs> I, have to, I need to go to the range right now after we get off this phone call. It's what's about to happen. <laughs> I'm telling you, bud, this is going to be, this is going to be, and and I think the idea of kind of going to three twosomes and, and uh, so essentially becomes a stroke play event as opposed to match play, making sure it goes to 18, which is a nice, I mean, it's kind of always goes to 18 anyway, and it's gone beyond in in, in some cases, but I think this is a cool opportunity to make it almost like guaranteed it's coming to 18. Anything can happen at any point. I think is kind of a nice and and the addition of going back to you know again Goat Hill Park, forty five hundred yards par sixty five where we're at with the games Ander in terms of the growth of women and and you know incorporating you know there's all this m- murmur and it's going to be happening I know you're going to be a part of it but men and women playing together in this case Goat Hill Park is like the per- perfect venue in which they can play against each other you know what i mean where you know distance is always a factor but it's mitigated by by you know the the way this this golf course works in terms of elevation changes and working the ball right and left and having to hit your spots can't really overpower the goat don't you feel like this is like the perfect venue the perfect event in which we can showcase how and why men and women can play the game against each other. Same tees, same course, same time. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The way, the way Goat Hills route, the routing of the property. And it's like, it is, it's a sneaky uh, a distance. It doesn't really feel that, that yardage you just spit out to me. It, it can kind of play a little longer just because the way some of the trees and the dog legs sit, you can't always, like you said, you can't really overpower it. And sometimes when you try and force it, you get goaded. And that's, that's happened to me. That happened to me in my first ever uh, brawl. So I was cruising down the property and try to force it. And I, you know, it hit some dirt mound just to the right of the par five. And my ball was like in a Canyon and all these kids are looking for my ball. I'm ended up making like an eight on a par five. And I was, you know, sitting there licking my traps trying to make an Eagle. So yeah distance is not is not key it's it's much more precision and leaving yourself you know below the hole and uh scrambling short game is big out there you know you're not always going to hit greens and you got you know it's in the park so you got a bunch of different types of grass and it doesn't really give you know any man or any woman a a, a true edge uh maybe on two or three holes uh with the par fives but that's you know that's honestly it and i think all the girls can reach i know these two twins for sure can reach the par fives and two no problem so it's uh well you know perfect setup perfect venue and yeah i think going to stroke play funny enough i don't know how our matches have always gone to 18 it's incredible now that i think back on it you know but uh just shows how fair fair the course plays um and the the better team will definitely win 
and the volatility of scoring is always there because you know you know there there are those reachable fours and that you know they talked about that par five and but the par threes the eight par threes are you you can make a two or a ten you know what I mean? like, yeah you, yeah you miss the green your ball is you know fifty feet below a surface <laughs> it's it is it's far from ideal when. It, when you're out there and you're traveling the world and and you're you're engaged in all these you know these elite level events, um, do you ever get do does it, do anybody ever does the wishbone brawl come up or does anybody ever talk to you or like on the heels of this do you get shout outs or text messages? Is this something of a national uh, you know a global curiosity? I mean, I think all the all the all all the, all my boys, all my teammates on Ryder Cup kind of know about it. They whenever you know they ask what what I'm up to or anything, they always know of this event I played, and especially since Fred tapped in uh, to playing last year, this event that I played with Persimmon was, and they all think it's awesome. Um, just to sort of go back in time, away from our current technology, um, and they know everyone. I, I'd say all all the all the top ranked guys are so charitable, so they all kind of know what it means to the community and to sort of tie it into competition and old technology and equipment is is just a really cool thing so i'd say yeah a lot of the boys are, are pretty aware of of the event and um or or you know some thought or idea of it um the, the you know we talk about this every year but i think it's important as you know they're i think they're upwards of almost to a thousand tickets which then means that's not counting kids so now you say 300 to 400 kids and probably 50 to 100 dogs um, and as John always points out, you know, no rope. So like, let kids come up front and I think it'll be nice because it'll move at almost a little slower pace this year. Sometimes it almost goes too fast, you know, like, it, yeah, for sure. You know. Um, so having six balls in play might kind of slow it down and allow people to kind of get in position. Um, but I, and I know I talked to Jasmine and Janae about this. I've talked to, to, to Jeff and Riles about it, but looking into the crowd, and watch seeing the faces on these kids, and I'm sure you probably had some of that last Saturday too. It brings us all back to our childhood. It it, it brings us back to a simpler time with all the craziness that's happened in the world around us, beyond well beyond the world of golf. It's just it's it's nice to be able to take a second, take a breath, look into the eyes of these kids, remember who we were then, and know that the impact that we can have on them. As kids, I'm sure that probably means something to you, right? Like this is that moment. I'm, you know, you're starting a family, you're building up, you know, who knows? But like it'll just become more and more meaningful as I think we age out into, you know, our adult life. Yeah, it gives it kind of adds, uh, for me at least, it definitely sort of adds to the whole purpose purpose point in life a little bit. You know, uh I actually was telling my wife, you know, it, it really is. Sounds like a cliche, but I was like, it really is about the kids, you know. During when I was doing that clinic, you know, I was I was a little nervous and seeing all these kids so happy and uh, just so just so blue eyed, so innocent too. Um, not all of them were innocent; they were asking me some tough questions, but it, it, it yeah, it brought it brought me way back, you know, way way back to when I was just sitting on the range as a kid, just hitting balls, and I was just just a happy kid, you know. And it makes me feel really lucky, it makes me feel really blessed. And yeah, when I look into the crowd, everyone's so excited. Everyone's so happy. And like you said, there's a hundred dogs. So if the kids aren't super into golf, they're playing with the dogs. But for the most part, you are just marching down these fairways and you just have this wave of people and there are no ropes and everyone, you know, anyone and everyone can just come up to you, 
say what's up. Uh, I remember one of the cool moments, these two girls gave me a bracelet last year on one of the par fives and I, I put it on and I ended up chipping in on the next one and turning around to them and seeing how happy they were. I, I still have the bracelets in my bag. You know, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably, they're going to be out there, I assume. So I'll, I'll throw it on for the event tomorrow. So it's like, it's just small, small things like that. And it, it just, it just, it does make you feel really small. I'd say uh, in the whole scheme of things and just to be able to make a few extra kids smile along the way is, is really meaningful to me. I've always said that, and this is, this is, this is pretty well documented that, you know, Native Americans used to use that land, uh, that 15th tee, 7th tee box overlooking the land. If you look out the back of those tee boxes, it goes all the way out to the ocean. So Native Americans, you know, if you, if you, if you, I've talked to a, a land specialist, essentially that's, that was the home base of a Native, Native American tribe that used to look out because that used to be a water, a, a, a river that, that, that road that the, the, that goes down Oceanside Boulevard that goes all the way out to the water. That used wow. to be a river. They used to sit up there. That that there's there's shells and and um and rocks and things that sort of take you back to that are origins of that land. I've always said that with John saving this land, there, that this is there's something special there that I think the land feels. You know, I know this is crazy and deep, but I think the land feels appreciative that it gets to still be what it is and people get to roam around there and have these walks and hikes with their families and dogs. And, and I think if you look back at this wishbone brawl, specifically your chip in on 15 Jeff's ACE on the playoff hole, will crops putt on 17 Dean's ACE on number five, you know, Chris Riley making, you know, buckets and buckets of, of, of putts, you know, coming off like, not playing a ton of golf and all of a sudden, you know, and, and I just, you know, I get chills even talking about it because it just seems like there's going to be something special that happens again this year. There's going to be something like there's magic in that land. And this is a magical event. That's the sum total of all that's been done for you and your career, you know, Jeff, and you go back to Dean's idea and John and his life and career, and it can go to me and mine. But I think everybody has a little piece of that that's put into this. We're all in it together kind of a mentality. And that energy is coming up out of the ground and into this event. And I think that's, I know that sounds deep, but I just feel like it's a reality. I really do. No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's far-fetched at all or, or too deep. I mean, um, I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of, of using the land uh, to benefit. And I think, I think that place means something different, you know, everyone is there and it means it's, it's different. The meaning of, of goat Hill is different to each and every individual, whether it's one of the dogs or one of the kids or a teenager or a high schooler or uh, someone's grandparents, you know, that's on a stroller. Like you see it all out there. So um, I think the fact that, you know, one, one, one spot can give so much meaning to so many different people uh, shows how, you know, truly special it is. And I didn't know that fact uh, about the property and, you know, for John to sort of honor it in that way, uh, to keep it a park and to just keep it as a sort of raw land uh, and a, as a home to so many is is a really cool thing. All great. Uh, and obviously you've, you've, you've taken all of this to a level that I don't think anybody could have ever imagined. And so uh, on behalf of the community and, uh, you know, I mean, you'll get a lot of uh, appreciation, probably got it last Saturday. You'll continue to get it 
uh, this Saturday and and beyond. I think you've got the whole GOAT community that's always in your corner, no matter what you're doing or where you are. And uh, you represent, you know, the the community in such a such a, a special way. And so thank you for all that you do and you're doing and you continue to do to try to continue to stay close to to your roots and this community in particular, because there's a point of pride there that um, we fly the Xander Shoffley flag, uh, you know, in your honor uh, as you go out and um, embark in this big, big, bad world we're living in. So thank you. And uh, thanks for this time. And, uh, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you on the range tomorrow. Yeah. Sounds good. I am. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go find a range myself right now and hit some balls. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Thanks the for- Leo twins. I saw Feather walking in as the sun was going down and it was pitch black dark and the whole Leoval family yes. came up off of nine and I go, oh my God, you guys have been out there and they were grinding, grinding. Yeah, yeah, so. no. Ryle, I think Riles and I are unfortunately on a similar program. <laughs> and and the, by the way, the course is in mint condition and Fernie's yes. double roll in these greens do not get above this hole. Uh, I I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I feel, I definitely feel the love uh, from the community, uh, from all the Go Go Hill lovers and just, just San Diego in general. So it's, it's definitely a special thing. And, uh, you know, if anyone and everyone, please come out. We uh, look forward to seeing you out there. Wait till you see the new fire pit, by the way, that'll be going. So um, left of first tee. Yeah, I know. That's the Santa Ana's kind of been hanging around. It's been a little bit warmer than than years past. So hopefully, I mean, we get one more one more good day. <laughs> See you, Xander. Thanks, Matt. See you tomorrow. Thank you, buddy. Another log on the fire Nobody here is getting tired 